Hey guys, back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Ahmed. And today we're talking everything EVs, right? EV, infra- like charging infrastructure, EV trucks, and the future of EVs in general. And we're going to say EVs a lot this episode, but EV just stands for electric vehicle in case you didn't know that. But um, I think this is going to be a really fun one. I'm a huge car nerd and anything, I could talk about anything car related. So John, uh, I'm sorry if I talk a little too much, but no, also we're having a, you know, a guest Habib around friend from Sony Brook. He's going to introduce himself, but just wanted to throw that in there too. Yeah. So we're not stopping with interviews. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. So, Hob, thanks for coming on. Uh, do you think you could just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure thing. Uh, my name is Habiber or Hob. Um, I went to Stony Brook University. I graduated uh, this past May with uh, my bachelor's in electrical engineering. Uh, I went to school with Ahmed and John. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about some electric vehicles the state Ooh. of the EVs. state of electric vehicles. We're gonna talk about all sorts of things, all all things EV today. So your background in EV, I guess, comes from just you said you did your senior design project, which forces you to learn a lot about it, the foundational stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, the senior design project. I know a lot of universities call it like senior design, senior capstone, whatever. Um is basically a culmination of like your past four years in college. Like you learned whatever you learned and you got to like put something down and like make something. Uh, because I was a senior in college during uh, like the pandemic, a lot of uh, our project was more software based. A lot of electrical engineers um, in past years, like John included is well, i was uh, doing computer actually oh my bad but no but it's still um, kind of the same yeah yeah so um a lot of those projects are more like uh hardware based like very physical like there's a physical thing that you present uh but because of covid times most of the stuff that we did was software based and our project was pretty much a software that optimized ev charging uh Ooh. based well, on yeah yeah so it was yeah, based on oh my bad no 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 i i interrupted you i was just gonna say there are so many like the main issue that people have with evs right now is the charging network and the infrastructure that goes with that so i'm excited to hear what you have to say no yeah exactly i mean right now at like the state of things currently i know I don't know about for you guys, but for me, I drive around Queens and uh, like Nassau County a lot because uh, that's where my office is based in and I live in Queens right now. Um, But I see like Teslas all the time and I, I assume it's like pretty similar for you guys and like 
Okay. You, you'll see your other like EVs here and there, maybe like the Volkswagen ID4 or like. I've seen, I've seen a few of them. I've seen a few. Yeah, but Tesla, uh, it, all of a sudden, it was like every other car is a Tesla. No, so yeah, many exactly. On exactly. And it might feel like exact, like just how you said every other car feels like it's a Tesla. Um, if you actually look at the numbers in the US and, um, well, just in the U.S. at at this point, only two percent of all vehicles are electric, which is really crazy. New like New York could be high. No, exactly. Other, that's that's know. the whole thing. It's yeah. um, it's very like centralized in big big cities like your New Yorks, San Francisco's, you know, uh, L.A., Seattle, whatever. So. Uh, what's it called? At this point in time, like EVs are growing, like the sales are growing exponentially. Obviously, so, um, oh my bad. I was gonna say no. Uh, what's it when like five years is going to be a pretty large percentage of the market yeah. cap? Yeah, man. I mean, in five years, it's projected to be like eight out of every ten cars sold is supposed to be an electric vehicle, but. The thing with these sales is like, I do, like I don't think that this amount of exponential uh, like sales are actually fully attainable at this point in time. Like within it's, five, it's, there's no, there's no way, bro. Yeah, like, and I think um, big gas. Like everyone knows about big tobacco, but I think big gas is going to have something to say about this. Oh yeah, so, there's, they've been making so much money, in you know throughout history. Just they basically have like certain groups have it's like monopolized. No, exactly. So there's big players involved that, yeah, behind the scenes also with the government and you know big pharma does the same thing. We don't have to get too deep to it, but yeah, it's they're definitely not going to take it lightly, and they're not going to go down without some sort of fight. No, exactly. That's why, even though states like California a few months back, or maybe even like close to a year back now, they they announced that by 2035, they're not going to sell any um, combustion engine cars, which I think is very, very ambitious. I don't see that really happening by 2035, maybe some in some point in the future maybe but i don't you know you know hob you know what the issue the issue is that like there are all these different even like traditional auto manufacturers like ford nissan toyota all of these like big car companies have been around for decades or in terms of ford like a century right even they pledge that they're gonna have this a fully electric lineup in the next 10 to 15 years which they can do right the like yeah. producing the cars isn't the issue it's just the lack of charging infra- i i know this is where you're going right no yeah it is it definitely is and one thing that i wanted to mention like you were talking about um these big companies buying into the idea the like i don't know how much you guys are like up to date with like the news with evs and stuff but toyota like I think last week unveiled 12 um, EV concepts, which I mean, you could like, you could take away a lot from that because 
12 cars, that's like almost a whole model range. You that's, know, more car, that's more models than any current like EV only company has. No, exactly. But the thing is, you have to also remember that we're talking about concept cars. You know, these, the majority of these cars aren't going to hit the road, you know, like they, they had everything from like a mini like crossover whatever to like an lfa rivaling hypercar like like that's how broad the range was so like toyota is like one of the biggest car companies on like on the road right now you know what i mean and like having a big player like that buy in it it, like it really talks to like where the market is headed for that sort of thing no, I was going to say that why, if that's the case, then why do you feel like these are ambitious claims and they're actually not going to pull through with them? Well, it it comes back to what you were talking about earlier, yeah. John, with the monopoly, like the, like you big think gas. That's strong enough? Like that, no. that is a big enough force behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, if you like, think about this, like whenever I think about big gas and stuff like that, country is like like Qatar and Dubai and like those Arab countries that are like, like exuberantly unnecessarily like wealthy. You know what I mean? Like all that money is coming from this gas, bro. So if like they, they will do what they need to, to like stop, stop whatever they can. But I think at a point it's, there's not going to be like much more they could do. But I think in the next like 10 years or so, I I think it's pretty ambitious because you got to look at who you're like playing up against. You know what I mean? That, that's a good point. Uh, I, mean, I mean, what 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 would happen to those people, those players? Like if this happens and because obviously their main reliance for profit is on, you know, cars. So. No, yeah, and there, there's still a bunch of stuff that uses gas. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I feel like it would take a significant chunk out of their, you know, their margins. Yeah, without a doubt. Or the no, revenue, it, I guess. It definitely would, but like just like Ahmed said, like gas, like we use gas for more things than like we realize. Whether it be like your homes, your uh, like random appliances, like people, pe- the. I think one thing that like a lot of people like to forget about when they're talking about like EVs being the only cars sold in the future is that the cars that are on the road now are more like not all of them will still be on the road, but a lot of them will still be on the road. You know what I mean? Like people who have their like insane car collections or even like a regular person who's like yo this is my first car i don't want to get rid of them you know what i mean like there's still going to be the need for gas even though it is going to be like it's going to cut into their profits a lot there's still going to be the need for them on that front i mean something they could do is always you know the people that are that we're talking about are super wealthy what if they just tried to pivot some of their money and investments into the you know, alternative energy. Oh yeah. The, the thing probably doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not, I, I think they're, they're they did, they want it to happen at a rate at which they can adapt. Exactly. So they can still be the biggest player. Yeah. They're just buying their time. 
you know, they they know this isn't a battle they can win, like in the end. But I mean, they're just trying to killing people. And, yeah, and dude. The planet, but those, those, yeah, the the thing is that like they're buying their time because they know like when the EVs become like the main vehicles on the road, uh, they they got to get their money from somewhere. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're just buying their time. You know the the thing the thing that with like the gas companies though is that a lot of like if you if you look at an like an american gas company like exxon mobil mm-hmm. like they they can probably effectively adapt towards um being like a like an ev power supplier almost but like the companies that are based in the Middle East are most like they're wealthy because of geography, right? They have like all of the oil yeah, yeah. available to them in the area where their country like has um, the whole world relying on them. Yeah, like they have they they have legal like possession of all of this oil, right? So I don't mm-hmm. think it will be as simple for them to just like pivot into a different industry because um like th- their whole wealth is oil like the presence of oil is what makes them wealthy right yeah no i i get what you're saying one also one thing that i totally forgot to mention that i feel like is important is that we're only talking about like the united states right now because the United States is like the con- like the country that's like making these claims about whatever whatever we're going to be all EVs by whatever year but this even though the US is like a huge market they're still going to have their others uh that's just something I I should have let off with or like mentioned earlier but I feel like that's an important thing to remember when it comes sure. to like these countries, but one I remember, I don't know if it was the entire EU or if it was specific countries in the EU, but they were proposing a similar like a similar legal ban of the sale of internal combustion engine cars by twenty thirty something, maybe twenty thirty five, maybe twenty forty. I don't know the yeah. exact year, but the same thing is happening in Europe too. No, I, I I don't think it was the whole EU because I heard about this as well. I think all like a lot of this news came out around the same time. Uh but no, I feel like it's it's an interesting like thing to dive into, seeing how possible it is or not. Because at this point it's like mostly speculatory because it comes it all comes back to like people need to be able to like buy into these you know what i mean like these vehicles need to be available and we're we're starting to see car companies finally actually buy into it on like a much larger scale you know what i mean mm-hmm. i think this past year 2021 has been like the biggest for EVs, hundred um, percent. Like, like I don't know about you guys, but I've 
I've seen a bunch of like the Ford Mustang, like Mach E. They're they're yeah. nice. Dude. They they just started using them as NYC taxis. No, I saw a post about that. Oh, wow. maybe, they, maybe they put a few of them out on the road, but I did. I haven't seen those, but I have seen a couple of Model Three yellow taxis. I've which seen is, that. Uh, I saw a bunch like by Penn Station. Also, Hertz. Did you guys hear about like Hertz buying like a million Teslas or something like that? Yeah, like oh, yeah, a very large sum, like multiple hundred million amount from them. I th- I, or was it multiple? I think it, it, I think it was a hundred thousand vehicles, and I, I feel like that was the number a hundred thousand vehicles. But like, getting back to what I like, what I was talking about earlier with uh, the concept cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I I feel like concept cars like. Like, Toyota unveiled 12 concept cars. That's cool. I mean, but my main takeaway from that is, like, that doesn't mean they're going to come out with 12 electric cars. Because the majority of these concept cars never, ever hit the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it means something that... They're putting a lot that, of effort into that space. Yeah, exactly. If If not 12, they'll get, like, 7 or 8 or even 6... I want to make a really corny trading uh, like correlation to this. Like usually in trading, volume will precede mm-hmm. price. So like the volume, which is like the underlying movement that you don't actually see reflected in the price. Mm-hmm. It's just how much people are sh- like talking about it, trading it. That's like the volume underlying. So the more uh, this kind of stuff that comes out, it, it just foreshadows the future of what's actually going to happen to the space, like what it would do to a kind of a stock, you know? No, I understand. There's I a lot of <laughs> there there no, nah, there's a lot of parallels you can draw to the EV space markets and in general. Like yeah, I would especially compare it to crypto to be honest, like it comes in adoption waves. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like the more people buy into it, the more like m- mainstream it gets, I guess. You own crypto? And, hmm? You own any crypto? Yeah, dude. Good. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I, but we can, I don't want to get, I don't want to, yeah, get yeah my bad, my bad. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of parallels. Like the more people buy into it, the more it'll become like more mainstream, more used, more normalized. You know what I mean? Yep. hundred percent. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just have, you have to let it take its course. Like it's going to take time. And, you, you know, with, like, the whole idea of mainstream, right? Have, Hob, have you been keeping up with, like, all the new EV car companies? Uh, Yeah, I have. Um, have I you try to keep... seen? Have you, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go, bro. I was going to say, have you seen the Rivian R1T? The Rivian R1, the pickup truck? Yeah, dude. That car, to me, is, like, the perfect. It, it's, like... I'm I don't consider myself like a like a pickup guy. Like I I understand that you the mm-hmm. nice like the advantages of a pickup, but I don't know if I would go out of my way to get a pickup truck, but I love that car. Dude, did you see 
Did you see Doug DeMiro freaking off-road that thing, dude? Of really? course. Of oh, course. no, I didn't. Dude, he... So, John, so he's... He makes this video. He's talking about... Oh, uh, like, it's very different from, like, the usual videos he makes. It was kind of like... It was kind of like a vlog, honestly. He was like, yo, I, w- I hit the trails in this uh, Rivian pickup truck. Like, fully electric pickup truck. And... Um, How'd it do? Dude, uh, he hit some crazy trails. This guy in a Land Cruiser uh, comes up to him and he's like, he's, he goes to the guy in the Land Cruiser. He's like, yo, have you ever uh, gone up this like rock hill or whatever? And the Land Cruiser is like, in my opinion, like the most capable vehicle. Yeah, it's like on the, the pinnacle road. of it's, off-roading. It's, dude, yeah. It is like a gold standard, basically. No, yeah. I mean, car. yeah. And that, what, that's the Rivian like, it? Yeah, dude. No, the Land Cruiser dude's like, nah, that thing scares me. I've never even tried. And the Rivian got to the top, like, I wouldn't say no issues, but it definitely got to the top, like, pretty, pretty easily. And that's really impressive for, like. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about electric vehicles for me is obviously you could do this with a combustion engine car, but Mm -hmm. because everything is with sensors and it's running on software and it's all communicating with each other, it's so much easier to tap in anywhere and just add on additional features that like are super useful. Like the Rivian truck is full of useful shit just because they're like, Oh, let's just add this feature here because the car's already connected fully. And And yeah. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of like the pickup truck scene, right? Like there, there are a bunch of electric pickups that are supposed to come out within the next year. I think, yeah like a few rivians are already on the road like hummer is coming like gmc is bringing yeah. the, hummer the hummer name back I with think... the hummer ev which is has like a th- each of these by the way has like a thousand horsepower or close to it yeah the thing is like with these also one thing about the hummer pickup truck i just think th- there's something very beautiful about hummer, hummer. going out of business yeah. because like they're gas guzzlers yeah they're gas guzzlers and now they're coming back as an electric vehicle there's that that's beautiful right there no honestly but, i'm glad that they were because i don't want to see any brand that had a decent following die but they kind of died for a good reason just to be reincarnated for like no exactly you know, for the right purpose <laughs> no that's that's literally the perfect word you could have used to describe it. it they literally just got reincarnated but the thing about like the EV pickup trucks that I think is really interesting is there's actually like a ginormous market for like people buying like expensive, expensive pickup trucks. Cause that's like all of like the middle of America. They have like, like people in the middle of America on average, I don't want to make any like generalizations, but that's where the most, expensive like regular pickup truck sales happen you know what i mean you know i'll I'll back you up with a with a quick statistic i i remember from watching a youtube video the ford the ford f-150 right it's Mm -hmm. the most popular car in the u.s they sell i think over five hundred thousand of them every year in the u.s alone yeah um on average, Ford sells an F one fifty like I, every thirty seven seconds, which, like, y- you see, I see a bunch of them in Long Island, right? In in New mm-hmm. York, you see you see Ford F one fifties, you see the Rams, you see all the different pickups. But 
people always forget that the U.S. is more than just the East and the West Coast, right? There's no, exactly. everything in the middle. And, and the usually, the coasts are somewhat similar. I mean, they do have their differences for sure. But the middle of the country, I feel like that's why I said most of the EVs seem like they're probably in New York. In yep, the Midwest, sure. I, I definitely feel like that's where you'd see more of the... But it also accommodates like the style of the Midwest. Like A lot of jobs out there depend on like the land and the geography. So you need you know pickup trucks you need a, you need a you need no, like exactly. a work vehicle yeah, but the exactly. thing is like an electric like an electric pickup um it ha- it has almost or almost if not all of the capabilities of a gas or diesel powered truck right it can in some t- in some it, cases it's even more yeah you can tow you can haul you have a bed that you can put things in um with the nice thing about EV trucks is that you also have the front trunks, you have lockable storage and you have like all of these advantages and that, that could bring in uh, like new buyers that maybe didn't consider a truck before, or it could bring in people from like a, like a modern, like a current pickup into like these new pickup trucks. But I feel like there is like a, core segment of the pickup truck market that will be very hard to sway towards evs yeah and i think i think ford especially has done a pretty good job at like their marketing because their f-150 the what's it called the Lightning. lightning yeah that's such a good name dude yeah and i it looks like a normal F-150. You know what I mean? Like the people who are buying F-150s, they don't want something crazy looking like, like a, what's it called? Like, like a cyber truck or like even like the Rivian, you know, even though that one is more like classical looking. I think that was a W for Ford. Yeah. I think it was a huge W for Ford. Cause they're kind of, they could keep around the OGs that, you know, are like, yeah, exactly. Once they once they see the analysis between if I have a diesel pickup truck filling that up every day or you know fully charging my electric truck, especially when gas prices as it, you know just up. with inflation they'll continue to go up and become higher. So it, Dude, I feel like that'll also hard. force a lot of people away. Well, yeah, but I'm saying just yeah. even without the issues that the world's currently experiencing, if you just think about how the normal inflationary model works. Mm-hmm. Gas is going to keep going up. I don't think anyone wants to pay $10 a gallon for gas. No, Not, I don't think so. Either. Fuck no. <laughs> but we, may, we may be transitioned to EVs like you, you the know, majority by that point. I, I consider myself like like a very, very much a car guy, right? I, I drive a manual transmission car in, like, I guess it's about to be 2022, but... Um, like I drive like an old fashioned car, quote quote unquote. Maybe twenty twenty two by the time we post this. Yeah, but you know, I I would still I would buy an EV, right? I would give up some of the some of the things I love about a manual transmission car for the additional benefits of a bunch of these new EVs. And like, yeah, they're still kind of expensive right now for the most part. But I don't. I feel like. EVs are very tempting to people that at, at least are willing to be open to it. No, exactly. I I definitely agree. It's all about like 
like benefits and drawbacks you know what i mean there's always things that you can't get in an ev that you can definitely get in a normal like combustion engine car you know what i mean there's like the acceleration is cool but there's a lot of things that you can't do in in an ev that you can do in a regular car like have a nice exhaust sound no exactly and not have like a weird like have you guys ever heard like the EVs at like low speeds make like a strange sound? Yeah, it sounds yeah. actually like, sound like uh, UFOs. Yeah. No, I think it's like a it's it's like a legal thing. I think it's really strange, but for pedestrian safety, yeah, exactly. You don't you don't want a car that's completely silent driving around in a city when like people can't hear it and could lead to issues, right? Yeah, exactly. And that have to do with the motor too, like the electric motor. I I don't know. I I think the motors. Would what is that run... like frictionless no, motor? No, or like, no the what is it? No, the, different the motors. The motors still make noise. It's nowhere near as much as like a normal engine. But yeah, it's exactly what Ahmed was saying. It's it's for like uh, U.S. regulatory reasons. Uh, just so like people don't get hit and be like oh i didn't even hear that car coming or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean that definitely makes sense but are they like artificially adding that sound yeah it's out it, it comes out as of speakers gotcha what yeah kind of the software that you were doing for yours in terms of charging you don't okay, have to so, the project too much but how does it do, you implement the software into the charging like what are you controlling okay yeah so so like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, my senior design project was based on electric vehicles. Uh, we studied them a lot and the project was to make an application that would optimize electric vehicle charging. Uh, so you would put in a kind of like Google Maps, you would put in like a destination that you wanted to go to. Uh, it would see how far you were going. You would also have to input some uh, some information at the beginning, like which vehicle you are driving and uh, what battery percentage or range you are looking at. And uh, it would tell you the most efficient way to charge your vehicle, like where you're going to... Like, like what stops to make a long exactly, way would yeah. be the best for your trip in terms of time. Yeah, so um, this app, we used a bunch of data that was collected in Tokyo. About different EV ranges. So you would plug in based yeah. on the model how much, like the rate at which they would expend. Yeah, no, uh, so the data that we looked at mostly was, uh, what's it called? Uh, it was like charger density, pretty much. Gotcha. Uh and they they came up with a bunch of algorithms that uh helped us make the app you know what i mean like a like a navigation algorithm that uh that would help you determine when you needed to charge or if you needed to charge at all uh and one one thing i should add um this uh a lot of the data we had was on the basis that 
electric vehicles and their chargers are going to continue its growth at the rate that it currently is. So in the last four years, it's been exponential growth. But like I mentioned uh, in the beginning, that's only like 2% of vehicles right now. And you don't think that that exponential growth will be able to continue for the reasons that we already said. So yeah, you're exactly. saying that the, the software is only so intelligent. You think that it's no, exactly. overfitting or yeah, I th- yeah, I think yeah, exactly. I think it it's only accurate until a certain point. You know what I mean? If um, like if this growth were to like flatten out, or if it were to like absolutely skyrocket the accuracy is like going to drop. You'd have to probably, you can make changes to. Yeah, exactly. Software, you know, yeah. You have to adjust. Yeah. Um, but no, the one other topic that uh, I think is important to look at when it comes to like EVs and like the, not the mandates, but the normalization of EVs, like those being the only cars on the road by like, 2035 2040 2030 whenever is like the charging infrastructure at this point um and uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt you again bro but dude the you know how earlier we were talking about all of these ev companies and all the uh like the traditional car companies that basically everything but tesla yeah like like there are some really compelling EVs, right? You have like, like mm-hmm. the Porsche Taycan is or Tay- that car is crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. Like that car is beautiful. It apparently handles really well. It mm-hmm. it's just such a cool car, right? It absolutely yeah. hauls. Yeah, you have the Lucid Air. You have um, like you, you Lucid Air, isn't it? Have a longer mileage or range? Dude, it has yeah, like almost supposed- five hundred miles. That's yeah. insane. And the thing, the issue with every single one of these cars is that they they have to use like the electrify america or electrify canada yeah, exactly. etc et they use that charging network rather than tesla's supercharging network which tesla has invested billions of dollars into which personally like if i was buying an ev with my own money i feel like tesla is the obvious obvious choice even if it's not the best car it's probably the smartest decision just because of their network and the like everything i've heard about electrify america is basically that it is just not there yet no exactly like it's the same reason why you would buy an iphone if you have like okay i have the whole Apple ecosystem, you know what I mean? I already have my MacBook. I have an iPad. Uh, so let me just get an iPhone. It will be the easiest, you know what I mean? Even though exactly. you, you might not think the iPhone is the best phone, you know what I mean? It fits the ecosystem the best. And getting a Tesla would fit your like the current ecosystem the best, you know what I mean? Their chargers are the most abundant by far. Even though I think, I think all, like all EV charger networks have a lot of room to grow, some a lot more than others. But yeah, it's it's about the ecosystem at this point. That's what Tesla is winning at the most. Yep. Like, yeah, that, and I feel like also 
they I don't see it being hard for them to scale up. No, once, I don't. I don't the adoption becomes greater and greater because people don't realize, you know, charging up your Tesla one full time is like seven, eight bucks, right? For for a lot of people, it's free. Well, if you have it in your house, right? Uh, or we, or we, like mean, the first two uh, years you get it, it's all free or something. I know like a lot of early adopters have like free lifetime supercharging or something like that. Oh, wow. Which and is like think- insane. And I think cert- if you buy CPO certified pre-owned from Tesla, I think you also get like three years of free supercharging or something like that. But even without that, too, it's super cheap compared yeah, to like exactly. filling up your car now is 40 to 50 bucks. Yeah, so. I mean, and if you have the uh, the home charger, which I think a lot of people right now who aren't located by a supercharger uh, or are in more suburban areas in the country, I think that's what what a lot of people's go to is like it takes I think. I think it's like $2,000 to actually get the thing installed and you're paying like, if you charge your car up every single night, you're paying like maybe like, I don't know, like eight bucks extra a month in electricity. Wow. That's actually mind blowing. Dude, it's, I might, I, I may, I may be off a little bit, but it is, it's a negligible amount. It's like yeah. less than half a gas. Uh, ha- my bad. It's half less like than a like half fill, a right. Like yeah, exactly. Like half a fill up. And the thing is that, um, like a lot of people that may feel against EVs, like they're one, like the one of the most, like uh, I guess, apparent concerns that people have with EVs is are is like the range, right? Like oh, this yeah. only has. 300 miles of range or only has 200 something miles of range what if i need to drive farther than that if you think about it like what how many days a year do you actually drive more than 200 miles no exactly probably that probably for most people i would guess less than 10 days a year right like you could 200 miles is like an insane amount of driving first off i feel like I feel like very few people drive that much like ever. And no, like range and anxiety is like actually like a super real thing. And that's where like the charging network comes back into play. You know what I mean? Yep. So but I don't know. I, I personally, I think the future of EVs is definitely bright. I just, I don't know exactly or how we will get there, right? I feel like there there's significant, like there are infrastructure improvements that will need to be made before anyone could just hop into their EV. And like, ima- imagine every gas station that currently exists is an electric vehicle station, like charging station. Yeah. If that Th- were that, the case. That's, that's what you that, would need, right? Yeah, exactly. If that were the case, then... All, all the issues would be solved, but then that goes into like power grid issues. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like that would be a humongous strain on like national power grids and stuff like that. 
which is like a whole other issue in and of itself. But yeah. and you're I saying these networks are like individually constructed by you know whoever makes each one. They're not everything's not fully integrated yet, right? Yeah, a lot of the Electrify America chargers are they're like almost like independent companies making a charger station that enters this network and people will show up to a charging station and then every like all four of the chargers just are out of order or like you can't even turn them on or something do they and, use they use all like a unique like the same uh interface like plug and then what the tesla uses a different kind of plug i you know i'm i'm actually not i th- i i believe so but i remember last year i saw something about how tesla was considering to like Making basically like develop part. an adapter for so that anybody anybody driving an EV could use a Tesla supercharging network. Um, to be honest, I have no idea what happened with that, but that I mean, Tesla would uh, obviously get get a few uh, shekels out of every every other EV that's sold, right? But I think that that would be better for like the EV market as a whole. Yeah, exactly. It would be a lot better for the ecosystem. And if like you're going to need a healthy ecosystem for everyone to buy in, you know what I mean? 100%. Because just four years ago, we were talking about electric vehicles as a niched item. You know, I actually like have a mad funny story about this. So I guess this was more than four years ago. Maybe like, dude, when did the Model X come out? Like six uh, years ago? Probably. I, I think know. it was around 2015, but I... Dude, that's insane. But when when the Model X first came out, my aunt, she's like, yo, I... she At, at the time, she had an S-Class, uh, like a, like a S600. So she's like, yo... I want to buy a, um, I want to buy an SUV and it's got to be cool. Like it needs to be a nice SUV. So I'm like, okay, uh, you can look at this, whatever, like Lexus LX, whatever. You can look at the GLS, whatever, whatever. And she was like really hung up on the, the middle seats. Like, why do I need to put them down manually? Like there should be like an electric, like an electronic thing to move it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I mean, you can, you can look at the Model X, like that's a really cool car, but it's an EV. I don't know if you, if that's what you want to do, whatever, whatever. Uh, So she saw it and she was like, okay, like I really like this. And she, she comes to me whenever she wants to talk about anything about like any cars so I'm like, so she's like, would you recommend me buying this? And I was like, yeah, I would recommend you buying this. And I remember like during that time, this is like, we're talking about like 2015, 2016 Tesla. Like I, like they were doing okay, but there was like a huge chance that the company would totally just bottom out. You know what I mean? Like they had just unveiled like their second ever car. They were having huge issues with like third quality. Ever third ever oh my bad my bad their their second ever their second ever mass-produced car exactly how about that i like that but um 
there at the time they were having like huge issues with like quality and stuff like i don't know if you guys remember but like model s's used to have like huge like panel gaps and like yeah like, really bad quality issues oh so, yeah yeah i actually just watched a video there's a guy who has a youtube channel i think i saw one of his things advertised on facebook though he takes in teslas that have been wrecked or like salvage titles and mm-hmm. then he'll rebuild them and he he was just talking about in some of his videos that the build quality of them are really horrible everything yeah exactly on the of the or- earlier ones they're definitely getting better yeah exactly so uh so i'm like she's like do you recommend this car to me and i'm like sure like i i would recommend this car to you and i i gave her that recommendation and i was kind of worried i'm like yo this company could totally like just like totally bottom out by the time her like lease is up and i guess i got really lucky she ended up loving it she was a early adopter so i think she has like free lifetime supercharging or something like that and That's she's foolish. on her, she's on her like second Model X now. I think she bought this one, so it's not a lease anymore. So like that's my that's like my funny Tesla early adopter story. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I I test drove the uh, the Model Three Performance at some point. To be honest, it was kind of just for fun, but <laughs> it was like exhilarating to drive like the the acceleration was absolutely insane dude yeah it's like even like your box standard like model 3 model s model x whatever um that's acceleration that most people have almost never experienced yeah exactly yeah i was in a model y performance and that was crazy dude i I have a lot of opinions on the Model Y. I think I know Ziad has one. I just think it looks so bad, dude. I don't like it at all. It's my least favorite out of the I, four of them. I like it. I mean, I definitely think if I was to cop one, it would probably be uh, a Model X dual motor. No, I I agree that I think I think that's the best car they make. But the Sport, what is it? The Roadster that looks that looks impeccable. It looks, drop, it looks yeah. insane it look it looks that's the point like it we don't actually fully know yeah no, <laughs> no one knows what like what it's actually going to be like but on the topic of ev like hyper cars have you guys heard of the what's it called the rimac nevera yeah dude insane that, that car is crazy that the fastest like, car in the world yeah exactly and this this goes back to like the topic of people like buying in like not before when when you look at the electric vehicle space you know what i mean you have your sedans whatever you have your crossovers suvs but now we're getting into like the more niched areas you know you can get you can get like a suv uh, like a wagon, like an EV wagon, the Taycan Sport Turismo, mm-hmm. which is also an insane car. Like, yeah, I think that's like the fastest, most expensive wagon in the world or something like 150 K. I think it's more than that even, but yeah, I mean, you got, 
Now you got like hyper cars buying in. You have, dude, you have hype. Like the Hummer is, I, I don't know the exact curb weight, but I know the, uh, the Rivian weighs around 6,000 pounds. And I'm pretty sure the Hummer weighs much more. And the Cybertruck is supposed to weigh even more. And these are like, like, let's say, for example, a 9,000 pound car that could do zero to 60 in three seconds. And it's still a car with like, normal car brakes right like that that's actually kind of scary just to think about because like as much as i want to say that i'm a that i always drive responsibly and everything like if you had a car that does zero to 60 in three seconds you're 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 gonna try it at least exactly you're gonna you're gonna try it bro and you can't blame someone for trying it if you're selling them on it you know what i mean oh of course if that's like when people get pulled over for going fast in a sports car, it's what like, do you think bro, I you bought s- it for? <laughs> you see me in a Lambo. Like, am I supposed to just drive at 55 this entire time? Yeah, dude, until you get to the racetrack, bro. Yeah, you got to wait until you get to the track. But, I mean, is that's a good point you made about they sell it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if they didn't want people to do that, one, they shouldn't advertise that, and two... I guess, does that mean that in terms of regulation, will they have to like limit the motor capabilities in the future? Or are they not? Like I guess we'll have to see. Electronically limiting it? That's, or just do like lower, like not quality, but lower like spec the, specification uh, motor. It's like D2 I mean, but I think, the motors. I think when you, when you get into like detuning the motors, especially for stuff like the f- the Ford F one fifty Lightning or other pickup trucks in the future. You get rid of the torque that they're gonna need. Yeah, to- exactly. So now you're not only is the range that you're able to drive like inaccurate or like less, but your like hauling capacity, your towing capacity is like a lot less too. And that's that's what's selling the pickup people way more than like being able to go zero to sixty in three seconds. You know what I mean? You're right. Of course. I guess in software, then you could maybe make some adjustments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they could always do the Bugatti or Hellcat thing where, where you can limit the, uh, the amount of power that you're getting out of the car. You know what I mean? I mean, Bugatti does the special key for like speed. And I think the Hellcat does that too. The red key. Yeah. They'll have the red key for full power. And then the black one is like, I mean, I know, I know like they have like you know how like like a lot of newer cars will have different drive modes like mm-hmm. there is a max power um like that's assimilated with each of the drive modes like if you're in comfort mode and you're in a car with a thousand horsepower there's no way the ride's going to be comfortable if you're using a thousand horsepower and like i i remember i saw this in like the in doug demuro's lucid review that came out like a few days before we're recording right now but th- that car has 1111 horsepower right right so uh, one 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 and uh if you're in like the I, I forget what the sport mode is called but if you're in that mode like you'll get all that power but if you're in the regular like commuting mode i think it's called swift they limit the power to 700 is still like an absurd amount of that, yeah that's still an absurd amount of power horsepower it's double my car and probably way more torque and it has instant torque as well 
Exactly. I imagine that's yeah, because it, it, it's kind of too much for an inexperienced driver. If you think about it, that might be yeah. a new level of training that people in the future will have to go through or something. Yeah, yeah and ass- Again, like assuming, assuming that like a lot of people that like in the Lucid Air in specific, right? The car starts somewhere will start somewhere in the seventy to eighty thousand dollar range, and it'll mm-hmm. go up to like a hundred seventy. Yeah. Like the people that are buying those cars were previously in like maybe a Mercedes S class or a BMW seven series or something that yeah, might have had a big engine or a decent amount of power, but nothing even close to that, right? So even no, like exactly. more responsible drivers, it's still like something new and insane to them. No, and like driving electric vehicles is like I wouldn't say it's it's like the most insane thing, but there is certainly a learning curve to it. Like it doesn't accelerate and decelerate like a normal car does at all because there's no there's no motor that's like spinning and coasting. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, the entire like mechanics are different. Yeah. So it's not like like in a regular car where you let off the brake and you start rolling like that doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point to make. You have to yeah, put your foot down on the accelerator. I mean, yeah, you could you could turn that on, and in cars Tesla's? like in yeah. Teslas and in e- even other EVs have like a creep mode, so yeah. that it feels more like a normal car. But the the whole point of an EV is like when you lift off the gas, yeah, it's, it's supposed like to recharge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like lifting off the gas in like an electric vehicle effectively feels like if you were to like in a normal car, if you were to take your foot off the gas and like hit the brake immediately, you know what I mean? Maybe not like all the way, but like maybe like an exhaust brake. brake. I don't know. I've driven a truck before with an exhaust brake and it's like, as soon as you let your foot off the gas, it's like you're braking. Yeah. Not, exactly. not very aggressively, but, but you you're, you're definitely, yeah, exactly. You're definitely slowing down. Yeah, and that's interesting. I actually didn't think about that point. No, sure. I mean it 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 does take a little getting used to, but it it'll take like a day or two for most people to be like, okay. But it has but that that feature has actually like caused some accidents in the past that I've heard about. Do I mean does the brake go on immediately? Your your brake lights go on like yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Good point. Uh, yeah. Is there any other points that we wanted to cover? Yeah, I think I think we had a uh, solid app. A pretty a pretty solid uh, overview of EVs. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Hob, for coming on and nerding out with me. Yeah, no uh, problem. Guys. You're welcome anytime to talk anything EV or engineering related or yeah anything honestly but yeah i really appreciate it coming on bro no problem guys yeah uh, excited to be on yeah welcome to black box (laughs) you could find us uh on instagram and twitter at black box podcast you can also a in the black you can also find us on tiktok now but it's black box podcast with an a in the black the we're able to get it there no a in the black was actually taken (laughs) so wow (laughs) yeah so honestly like 
Someone's Someone trying to bite you guys. Someone's biting your style. Someone literally went and took the username. That's nah, so kidding. funny. <laughs> no, that's you know what they say. Imitation is uh, flattery. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm quite flattered. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Peace.